welcome to the Clemson Dubcast, Friday, July 22nd. Been a really interesting week uh, in the talking season circuit. The magnitude of all the realignment craziness has sort of put coaches on the spot in terms of answering questions about the future of their schools and their conferences and such. As we've written at TigerIllustrated.com, been really revealing, I think, to hear what Dabo Sweeney has said. Actually, probably more what he hasn't said. He's really uh, expressed his allegiance and faith in his president, Jim Clements, and his AD, Graham Neff, to sort of navigate these, these turbulent times. Someone he hasn't mentioned is Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, or anybody else really in the ACC. We'll see what happens. Nobody really knows exactly what's going to happen. But my bet is that that's not by accident from Dabo, who thinks we are headed for massive change, who also a decade ago, amid realignment craziness, uh, pledged his allegiance, strong allegiance to the ACC. Not so much this time around. This feels different. We continue to uh, write about that world as it turns at TigerIllustrated.com. Never a better time to sign up than right now. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning, way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people, and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, and neglect car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart neighborhood market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Okay, continuing with the raw audio of our media interviews with the various Clemson assistant coaches earlier this week. We had CJ Spiller, Brandon Streeter, Nick Eason. Now we follow with the new defensive coordinator, Wesley Goodwin. And Lamansky Hall, defensive ends coach. Enjoy. So uh, Nick says uh, you remind him of Dick LeBeau. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on I mean, that's, that's pretty hot breeze. Well, hopefully I can last in this profession about 70 years like him. But uh, I consider him one of the greatest defensive minds, obviously invented fire zones and all the great defenses that he's coached. So hopefully I live up to that one day. So we got 
Yeah, for sure. At Arizona, we actually ran some of their concepts because uh, BA and a bunch of those guys came from the Steelers. So we we implemented a lot of that stuff when I was at Arizona. So obviously, I've kept a lot of those concepts in, in my back pocket as well. So we'll see how it influences this year as well. Uh, some of your biggest takeaways from the spring? Yeah, uh, I feel like every day we got better and better and better. You know, that's the thing. You want to tr- keep an upward, tr- upward trend as you go. And I feel like no days, we didn't take any steps back on any days. So every day we got better and better. Our technique and fundamentals improved. You know, the basics and fundamentals, mental errors were down we tackled really well so I feel like we took a step forward every day which is happy to see it. No I would say like 75 80 percent is the same you know you just clean up things you know once you've done something for so long you know things that are game plan implemented in 2014 get thrown in and just going back and cleaning up things throughout the years and, and you know we're big on word association grouping things in the family so just kind of cleaning up terminology and making it fluid and, and simple yeah definitely and I think one time Ohio State kind of got you guys on that. But with you guys, are you going to still try to make that, that last minute adjustment? Or is it just something? It's just yeah, to me, that's a feel thing. You know, obviously, you know, you, you're kind of – you got a feel of the offense's tempo coming to the line of scrimmage. So, you know, I feel like I would rather just get my guys to call now and get lined up, you know, per se, and put a bait, put them in a base call where they can get their eyes lined up, get lined up, play fast, play physical, and play aggressive is so my mindset. Coach Luzinskowski from last season, such a, such a coach on the field for you. Who's going to be that, that coach on the field for you this season? Yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of guys that can step into that role, not necessarily a guy that's been there for six years, you know, uh, but all those guys are, are great leaders. Uh, they process things really fast. They have a great understanding of what's going on around them. So I feel like all those guys in that linebacker group have the ability to take that next step. And so it would be really cool to see who that guy continues to develop into. But all those guys have that ability. They just need to continue to grow their confidence and get that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm not sure we've we've had a group of linebackers as athletic and, and fast as we uh, we potentially have this this year in a long time. You know, um, all those guys have have slimmed down some in the off season. You know. Uh, it's a space game, being able to tackle and run in space and, and get out on the perimeter. You know, those guys have, have done, done a great job in the offseason of putting themselves in position to be able to play at a high level this offseason this fall. Coach Goodwin, can you describe to me how a baseball manager from Mississippi State makes his way to being the defensive coordinator at Clemson? So, God's blessing for sure. You know, a lot of hard work, just putting your nose to the – uh, you know, putting putting your nose down and, and working hard, you know, uh, soaking up all the knowledge that you can. Um, 
relationships, uh, you know, uh, just building great credibility and, and do, doing things that are above and beyond what you're asked to do um, are a couple of things that come to mind. But um, it's, it's been an amazing ride for sure, a lot of fun, uh, met a, a lot of great people along the way, and it's been quite a journey. And hopefully it continues for a long, long time. Does anyone enter Mike? edge on the others at the start of going to camp or when you're just kind of like two or three guys four guys right there no I mean uh, hopefully early on you know going into the scrimmages and stuff maybe one guy uh, pull ahead of the other but they'll both they'll all get opportunities to earn that starting role going in and then the two freshmen um, Three, sorry. Yeah, Woodass, uh, TJ, and uh, Kobe. Do you know where they'll start out? Yeah, Kobe and Wade, they'll be at the wheel. TJ, we're going to stack him in the mic uh, okay. spot. Thank you. And have you heard any returns? I know you haven't seen him or been able to work with him yet, but any returns on them so far? Yeah, you know, everything that you hear from the summer workouts has been nothing but positive, and, and we've been having some meetings with them as well, and uh, we'll have some opportunities with the new rule changes to get out on the field, hopefully in a week or two, or, and uh, see, see how those guys stack up. Just from going from behind the scenes guy to front and center guy now, just what have the last few months been like just being out in town with you are, they say, in the U.S.? Like, what, what has it been like being in front and center yeah, it's been awesome. You know, I'm from, I'm like Nick, I'm from a small town where you speak to everybody and, hey, how you doing in the grocery store? You know, I love meeting new people and, and finding out your story, you know, where you're from, your family, so forth and so on, connecting dots. You know, at the end of the day, when you get out in it, it's a small world, whether you're in Hawaii and you meet someone who coached some. Scott Magano to, or you know those sort of things um, you know you get out in the world it's a small world so that's really cool to me just interacting with people on a daily basis what has it meant to you I mean I think Mike Jones even at SEC Media Day the other day was saying I have faith in Wes I believe in Wes like the, the players obviously behind the scenes knew what you were able to do but yeah. having them talk about you and have that faith in you what has it meant to hear those things yeah it just uh it's affirmation that uh, the short time that I've been in the coordinator role, that obviously I'm doing, you know, things in a, in a positive way and having a positive uh, uh, influence on them. And uh, just the buy-in in the locker room has been incredible. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what matters most. As we get ready for the season, more excitement for you, more pressure? What do you feel? Yeah, excitement. You know, uh, sitting sitting on the beach on vacation, I'm ready to get back, get to work. You know, there's only one first time, so obviously this being the first year of being the coordinator, you know, a lot of excitement, waking up at 4 a.m., just a lot of things running through your mind and stuff, just all that excitement building. Um, ready to get going. Speaking of this being your first year as coordinator, how much has working with a guy, a guy like Brent Venables for so many years helped prepare you to fill this role? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been tremendous, obviously, working with a guy for seven years who's probably one of the greatest coordinators in college football and just soaking up all that knowledge on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, there's 80% of, you know, you learn what works for you and you take things from other guys that you've worked 
worked with along the way, you know, uh, worked with some other successful coordinators at other stops and stuff. So just soaking up all that knowledge and then molding it to, to fit me and my personality, and now it's my time to go do it. How will this partnership between you and Mickey work out exactly? Yeah, it's, it's great. We have a great relationship. We've worked well in the past. Um, there's nobody in this building that I respect as much as Coach Kahn, you know, um, we're neighbors. Uh, we, we came over and stopped and got wings that I grilled out last night. You know, he's one of, one of the most respected people in this building, and we have a great relationship. We see things very similar, but also um, just being able to bounce ideas off of him and at the end of the day uh, coming together on one common solution and, and going out and, and uh, teaching it. So it's, it's been great so far. Can you describe what are some early differences between what Coach Venables was running and what you plan to do? You know, just um, schematically, what you guys will see from, from afar, it's going to look the same. So nothing will change. From that standpoint, obviously, you want to mold your defense to what your personnel and, and what your strengths are. And then, obviously, what you're trying to take away from opponents each each week. So... From, from a big picture, 100-foot 100, 100 point of view, I don't think anything will change from you guys. Hopefully we execute and, and play with ulti- uh, great technique and fundamentals. That That's what I feel like separates you and makes you an elite defense. So from what you guys will see, it'll be very similar. Can you give me an idea as to how freakishly talented this defensive line you have is? Yeah, I mean, all those guys have, have – great athletic ability but I feel like the character is what separates them their work ethic the camaraderie you know the chemistry the buy-in the leadership um, they've had tremendous summers just it's been cool they've they've all been coming in and working out extra you know just all the stuff off the field is what separates them I think obviously they're really talented but just the intangibles off the field their knowledge uh, work ethic and all that. So I feel like that's what separates them. Brian specifically, what stands out about him? What are you excited about when it comes to coaching him? Yeah, obviously uh, just him getting back healthy. And, uh, I mean, he's a freaky talent, you know, got tremendous size, athleticism. He's got it all. So <clears throat> just be cool to see him get back out there and get in the mix. What's the craziest thing you've seen him do on a football field? in practice, in game, the thing that really you think, wow? I mean, nothing just, not one play just jumps out, but just every day, just seeing him going out there and performing at an elite level is really cool to see. Sorry, with the injuries you had on the defensive line last year, how how much different can it be this season if you can have a full complement and be able to rotate those guys? Yeah, for sure. You know, depth is uh, really key to to long-term uh, success, being able to play a two and three deep and, you know, just being able to keep guys fresh and going out there and, and playing X number of snaps, but being able to play at 100, 100% versus playing X number of snaps and a couple of them, you're not at your, your full ability, you know, being able to get, keep guys fresh and, and uh, rolling a two and three deep would be... What's the next step that um, Bentley needs to take, in your opinion? 
Yeah, I mean, just uh, he's had a great offseason. He's trimmed down. He looks great. Um, he's worked on his flexibility. A great summer in the weight room. Uh, you know, he's put, put in time in the film room, just gaining more knowledge and just continue to gain experience and going out and doing it. You know, I, I feel like it's key. But he's had an unbelievable summer. You mentioned a couple of guys that have slipped down among them would be Bentley and Yeah, I mean, Trenton looks great. Um, Barrett Carr, I mean, all those guys um, have, have been putting in work, and uh, they, they all look really good. What have you learned about yourself as a leader so far since you've become the defensive coordinator? Your man's yeah, I mean, dealing with that. Definitely. Um, the biggest adjustment has been just dealing with all the media and outside forces you know um, I feel most comfortable when I'm up in the room teaching our defense out on the practice field so just um, you know the big picture management um, you know I, I've uh, always been a big picture thinker you know I feel like organizationally I feel like I'm, I'm really good it's one of my strengths so I know what I want to do at 10 a.m. on a Monday morning you know um, you know, this is how we're going to game plan, you know, um, but just dealing with the big picture and, and outside of, of these walls has been the biggest adjustment for me. You had a really good memory from over here. Um, do you agree with that description? And if so, where do you think that comes from? Has that always been a thing for you, kind of the ability to yeah, I think recall so. stuff from 10 years ago, I think someone was mentioning? Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> How much of an adjustment is recruiting then just talking to 17 year old trying to convince them? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's obviously been a, a little bit of adjustment, but at the end of the day, it's about relationships, being able to connect with people, uh, you know. Um, so, you know, being in college athletics for, uh, I guess, 19 years now, so you, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in a support staff role or defensive coordinator. At the end of the day, if you can connect and build relationships with guys and, and build their trust, then at the end of the day, um, you know, it's a win-win on both sides. Can you kind of just explain who you are and your background and what you've done just because you are so miserable? Yeah, I mean, I think that's every day. So just being able to, to sell what you've done but the biggest thing is our players have done a tremendous job of selling this program as well as obviously coach Sweeney's built this into a to an unbelievable uh, program you know the foundation over the years you know Clemson sells itself outside of coach Venables who, who are some mentors or maybe DCs that you've looked up to NFL level college level that maybe yeah I mean I got my start under Ellis Johnson who's a long time coordinator in the SEC, ACC, been around forever. He's one of the, I learned so much from him just starting out um, uh, after him, uh, you know, BV here in the NFL, uh, James Betcher was our defensive coordinator. Um, you know, we, we were really good defensively at Arizona. We were top five, I think all three years. So just everywhere I've been, I've tried to just soak up knowledge from from whoever and, and take and uh, apply it. It was a great debut for you in the bowl game. Do you, you feel any pressure to try to match what Coach Venables did or does the amount of talent that you have uh, playing for you kind of mitigate that? No, not at all. Not, 
my expectations for myself are greater than anybody or anyone can put on put on myself. So um, I'm just going to be who I am, and at the end of the day, I can live with that. So I'm not going to try to be someone else or, or live up to anything else. At the end of the day, we, we all have a common purpose, and, and uh, you know, I just want to go be myself. Wes, do you have a number one guy in my linebacker spot? No, I mean, I, I still list all the, those guys as co, and we'll, we'll see how it all sorts out. How do those guys have their skill sets? How do they work that position? Yeah, I think they are all have, have a, a good athletic skill set for the linebacker position in today's, today's world. They have uh, great knowledge, uh, just need to continue to get that experience, but I feel like all those guys tackle well, they see things fast, they react fast, they have great leadership and communication skills on the field, so just now their turn to go do it. What about Trenton Simpson? Makes you excited to coach him. Yeah, I mean, he's a freaky athlete for sure. 6'3", 235 pounds, and he can cover like a safety but he can blitz like a DN. So, I mean, just having him, being able to move him around in different spots and, and utilizing what, what he does best be really fun, for sure. How does that versatility play into what you want to do on defense? I know Barrett Carter is another guy who can play multiple Yeah, definitely. You know, the more versatility, always think about it in an NFL mindset. You know, the versati more versatility you have, the more valuable you are especially in today's world where it's a space game. Um, but just being able to cover, blitz, um, play in the box, play on the edge, you know, from a schematic standpoint, being able to utilize their skill sets, take away what the off offense is giving you, but also uh, making opponents waste their week of preparation for what they're going to see on Saturday. So just being able to do multiple things and always staying aggressive. Yeah, for sure. You know, safeties, I think we have great experience back there. A lot of guys who, who have played over the years at a high level. Our corners are young but really talented. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see them get out there on the grass for sure. Sort of piggybacking off of that with the athleticism and speed of linebackers, how is it different like maybe in today's world when you're recruiting a linebacker versus what you might have been looking for 10 years ago? Yeah, for sure. I think guys probably back in the day, you're taking on fullbacks, uh, you know, taking on guards. So you're probably more like in the 240 to 250 range. I mean, um, Especially if you can have big guys up front that are keeping the, the lineman off of you. Your tackles are more on the edge anyway. So being able to run, being able to match up and play man on running backs, tight ends, those things have kind of changed. And 10 years, or whenever I started in 2006 in college football, you know, offenses were too bad or, or too tight end. Now it's like an 85%, probably three receiver sets. So just change in the changing game. Talked about 
about going to the beach? I guess what beach was it? And are you somebody that can actually separate from football? Or are you like thinking about plays while you're still on the beach? <laughs> I, I think I do a great job of leaving work here. Um, we went to Hawaii for two weeks. We did three islands over there. And then we went to Gulf Shores with my side of the family. So did six days with my in-laws in Hawaii. Then we stayed another week, just me and my girls. And then four days at Gulf Shores with my side of the family. So like no plays on napkins. So yeah, definitely that. So. How's this transition been for your family? Not just you, but the elevation and stature for you. How has that affected the family, good or bad? Or it's been good. You know, my wife is. Uh, she she likes staying out of the lot, limelight, so that's kind of been an adjustment for her. But um, it's it's been really good. Obviously, this has been a lifelong goal of mine, and, and uh, so she knew what she was getting into, and uh, it's been really fun. What's the best thing you learned from Coach Sweeney so far, would you say? Or just one thing maybe that stands out? Yeah, Coach Sweeney, he's, he's one of the most genuine, humble guys, good as gold, unbelievable leader, has great vision. He's a dreamer like myself, you know. Um, I mean, you could, we could spend an hour just talking about the great things that, that he is. He's a great Christian man, great father, great husband. He's a great example. Um, you know, for, for me as a as a younger man every day just coming in, just it pours into the players and staff. And just, I just soak it all in. I'm, I'm so thankful to be at a place like Clemson and work for Coach Sweeney. And uh, it's definitely a blessing. Coach, how do you carry that momentum after? So Clemson has got to see a preview of what your defense is going to be like against Iowa State. How do you carry that momentum in the offseason? you start the new year at yeah, I mean, uh, going into spring, you know, I've, my goal was to get better every day. And obviously when we start back day one of uh, training camp, you hope to pick up somewhere where you ended spring and then carry on from there. But, um, you know, I want to see us get better every day, uh, be really technique and fundamentally sound. Um, I believe going in and, and installing schemes is easy, but when things – get tight, margin, error, margin of error gets small, technique and fundamentals ultimately separate you at the end of the day. So just hopefully, you know, picking up somewhat where we left off at the end of spring and then taking a, a step forward every day. That's my goal. You mentioned you have young quarterbacks. Is there anybody that stood out to you so far that stepped up? Yeah, I mean, obviously Nate Wiggins is ultra-talented, so just uh, seeing him put it together, Sheridan uh, Jones announced his opportunity to go shine. Um, those freshmen coming in, I, I think all those guys showed this spring, you know, that they have what it takes. Now they just need to refine their technique, get better every day. Um, am I leaving someone out? Um, Malcolm Green getting back, him back healthy. You know, Fred Davis getting him back going. Um, all those guys have all the ability to go do it. Now they just need to stay healthy, get back healthy, gain that experience, and uh, go do it. Do you have an example of Wes's crazy memory? Like, that's really good. 
Yeah, I feel really good. I feel like we for sure have at least a two deep, and I think even some of our third team guys will have the opportunity to get on the field. You know, um, they've, they've shown the ability to earn trust and accountability with the staff, so I feel like we're as deep of a defense as I've been around in a while. We just have to stay healthy, dodge the injury bug, and, and all that. Sergio Allen, is he healthy? Yeah, he is. He should be cleared and ready to go for, for fall camp. He's Mike. Yeah. But actually, for me, Mike and Will, you know, if you learn one, you kind of learn the other. So being able to dual train guys as well. So you might see guys in different spots as well. Anyone else? If you're in the Eastern Midlands and PD area and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, commercial property, land, need to consider reaching out to Uptown Realty. They're based out of Sumter and run by a friend of mine, Patrick Enzer, big Clemson guy, used to cover the Tigers in a newspaper capacity, longtime supporter of Tiger Illustrated, longtime listener to the Dubcast. The home buying process should be an enjoyable experience, so let Patrick and his staff do all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 803-774-0435 or go to UptownRealtySC.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parham, Smith, and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced, professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-3507. How much competition is there going to be? Man, it's going to be great competition. You know, obviously the four guys, you know, X, um, Murphy, Masco, KJ, and then you got, you know, Greg and and Kevin. So um, that competition, man, that's what you want. You know, to be honest with you, I think it brings the best out of all the guys. And it just, you know, keep guys from being complacent, thinking they got a position. Um, and so that's the thought process moving forward. Like, look, you got to earn the right to run out on the field. And I'm, I'm constantly telling my guys to push the guys in front of me all right, and embrace the competition. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Xavier come back from the year. What did that kind of mean for you? What are you excited about? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know, anytime you get a chance to get Xavier Thomas back, you know, that's a big deal. And uh, when he he said he was coming back, man, I was fired up. Uh, obviously, a guy with that kind of experience, um, athleticism, you know, I think he's eager to prove a lot of people wrong. Uh, we, 
we all know what he can do. It's just a matter of now just going out there, executing it, getting it done. So we're excited to have him back. And you and Big uh, yep. uh, recruiting-wise, what do you think has worked with y'all two? I know you brought in a number of big guys right. specifically, but what dynamic is there between y'all two that's been so effective yeah. at the defensive line recruiting-wise? Well, I think at the end of the day, just identifying what the need is and, and the guys that we want to fit the profile of what we're looking for. Um, kind of high character kids that, that love the game of football, love the grind. Um, that's what we're looking for. And, you know, at the end of the day, man, we're just trying to be ourselves, you know, not try to be anyone else. Just be who you are. And I think kids see that and they want to be a part of a, of a, a program like that. And so we, we, we constantly talking about, you know, who we want as a staff and we go out and identify those guys and, and, and you know, try to get them here as, as, as soon as possible. You can tell me where I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like you have four known entities yep. in those top four. Then you kind of have Kate, I mean, um, uh, Kevin and, and Greg, right. who've been around for a little while. Right. Where, where does Kate and Zaire kind of fit in all that? And yeah. How important is this whole camp for those two guys? Really, those four guys. Right. Well, you know, I said in the spring, man, that I wanted to definitely give, uh, you know, Greg and, and Kevin a lot of reps. All right. Because I was, I'm losing four guys, so it's important that they get the game reps, get as much reps as they can possibly get. So, uh, coming out of spring, I felt good about Greg and, and, and Kevin. Now, Zaire and Kate, they're developmental guys, uh, didn't get a lot of reps, played a lot of scout team last year. So, it's, man, it's super important. They get the reps um, this fall as much as we can. Obviously, I got to get get my guys ready to play. But they, ha- I mean, so far, even this summer, they've done a good job in the weight room, uh, doing all those things that need to happen. But it's, it's, it's super important that they continue to progress at a high level. And uh, uh, they're doing that. So I'm anxious to see those guys uh, put the work in this fall. That's a good question. Um, you know, I would, I would be concerned. You know, uh, because they don't have the they don't have the reps. Uh, so it's it's important that they continue to develop in the classroom, learning the uh, the system, learning what we're doing technique-wise, fundamentally-wise, and then you know getting out there and try to execute at a high level. And they know that, you know, and hopefully, um, you know, we got a, we got a few weeks to go before we start up. You know, we're we're now having segment meetings with our guys, uh, trying to you know get caught up. Now we're back in football mode. We're talking football techniques and things like that. So there's a learning curve that needs to happen, and um, I'm hopeful that you know, they're, they're, you know from a, from a you know up top standpoint from from learning and understanding what we do. Hopefully they can get it, and then now it's just trying. You got to transfer it over on the football field, and uh, I, I have confidence they'll be able to do that. KJ, to me, seemed like kind of season yeah. took that next step oh, yeah. that everybody's kind of been waiting on. What was the impetus for that? What, what caused it? Did you see it? Yeah. What caused it? And, and can he go even further this year? Uh, you know, I think I think KJ just really he um, he, he got healthy. You know, he was, he was banged up a little bit. He was having some knee injuries and, and uh, I just think, man, he, we put him in positions where he felt like, man, I just got to play free. You know, I can't worry about things I can't control. I think early on, um, 
he was worried about you know who's starting, why I'm not starting, things like that. But that dude worked his butt off, man, and he you know he went out there and and he did everything that we thought he could do. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it was about confidence. And I think he he uh, got confidence in himself to go out and play at a high level. And I'm I'm proud of him. I know for sure that um, he's gonna have a great year. Um, you know, I, I think I think the leadership that KJ has always displayed, man, has been on full display in my group. You know, he's taken on that role and he's done a really really good job. So I'm looking forward to KJ to really have an outstanding year. Speaking of KJ, what has it been like for him and Xavier Thomas to be able to return one final year? What is their leadership in this position going into this? Well, you know, at the end of the day. Um, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day. You know, I've been with these guys. You know, this is six years. All right, and, you know, this is man, it's, it's unbelievable how we've um, we've all matured in that position in that role. Uh, you know, I think I matured as a position coach. They matured as players, and this is our final ride uh, together. And uh, I'm excited. You know, obviously, when Xavier Thomas said he was coming back, man, that was a big deal. Okay, that's a big deal. And, I'm glad, and uh, now we get a chance to hopefully go out and play at a high level. You know, be productive on the field. Um, get you know, live out the dreams that you know they want as players. And uh, I think they have that opportunity. You know, KJ is a is a uh, you know he's a leader. He's a vocal leader. Xavier Thomas uh, this season has, you know, obviously this offseason has been more of a, uh, a leader by example. You know, he's, he's gotten his body in, in great shape. Uh, mentally, he's good. Uh, he's got physical. He's always been a physical player. He's got bigger, stronger. He's leaned out. Just changed his body type. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with the effort so far in those guys. Chris mentioned earlier that nobody on the staff felt like last year was a down year. Yeah. Chris, like, can you kind of elaborate on that and maybe how that affects your feelings this year? I don't think it was a down year. We won 10 games, you know, and obviously we didn't get the goal uh, of going to the playoffs, but, you know, to win 10 games, man, that's huge. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, you got to have an appreciation for winning. We learned that. You know, Coach Sweeney talks about that. We talked about that. As players at Alabama, Coach Stallings preached that. You got to have an appreciation for winning football games. And we won 10 games, man. So it wasn't a down year, in my opinion. Next spring, he got too fat. Yeah. He was really you know, open about it. Right. And it seems like it's just been a process of getting the body right, getting yeah. the mind right. Is this the best he's been since he's been here? Yes, sir. Spaces? And what, what do you kind of expect out of him? Not numbers-wise, right. just out of the, the, the man. Yeah. Well, it, it is the best. You know, I said I said uh, last year, XT, that was the best version of Xavier Thomas in every area. Right. And, you know, um, I, you know, Xavier got, he got baptized this offseason. Uh, he's changed his life, man. He's changed his perspective on things. Um, just the way he's working. He changed his body. You know, he's just a different dude. And that's the, that's what we want from him. And so now he just got to have some great things happen early and just, just continue to, that progression. And uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing him play, you know, and, 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 and being there to be a mentor, 
uh, to lead him, uh, to advise him when he needs my help. Uh, I've been around Xavier. We've, we've gone through a lot together, personally. And uh, I feel like, you know, I know everything about him, man. And, and I want just, I want him to have success. Like I want all my guys. Uh, but Xavier Thomas, I want him to have some success. Talking for a little over nine and a half minutes. I haven't mentioned the guy by the name of Miles Murphy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey man, he's special. He's special. Um, what does he do? Like he was good last year. Yeah. Really good. Right. But what does he do to then take that next step? Right. Well, you know, <clears throat> Miles should have had double-digit sacks last year, and very capable of doing that. Uh, I think now we just have to finish. You know, uh, he he's done a good job with his body. He's done a good job of getting in the best shape that he could possibly be in. Uh, he's already big, strong, fast, explosive. Now it's just about the finish. And uh, he's working on that with D-Love, our strength conditioning staff. Um, he's doing, you know, prehab stuff, all the things that he needs to do. Uh, to be functionally ready to go out and execute at a high level. Now it's just when you get on the field, you just gotta gotta get the job done. And I believe Miles Murphy. I believe in Miles. I trust Miles, and he's gonna have an unbelievable season. When I look at his size and see the explosiveness in his hands, yeah. that first step, I can't figure out who he reminds me of. He's, yeah. he's definitely Miles Murphy. But is there any anybody that you play with against yeah. coach that he kind of? Remind you of him? You know, man, I, I try to be careful not trying to try to compare. You know, I think I think um, all I can tell you, man, is that you know Miles Murphy is just freakish. Not many that that you know that you can find like him. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I feel good about it. I feel good. Uh, you know, at the end of spring, you know, we left out with uh, six guys. Um, obviously, you know, I would love to go into, go into the fall with six guys that can go in and execute at a high level. Um, but I, I do I feel good about my depth. Uh, I think guys can go in and play. You know, now it's just, you know, getting Zaire and Kay Denhoff and getting them ready. And um, that's kind of the thought process moving forward. Coach, what has been the, uh, something that the during the spring that this has improved on the most? And what's your area of emphasis going into the summer? Well, my word this summer was, uh, even at the end of spring, was being consistent. All right, consistency, man. You know, we got to continue to get better, you know, and uh, not make a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, no mental errors, no uh, missed tackles, missed sacks, missed opportunity, things like that. Uh, my goal is, hey man, let's 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 uh, let's go in with the thought process of every day. Let's get better. All right, let's get focused in on the main thing, uh, and, and that's what I'm looking for. But consistency is the big thing. Miles for a second. Very small. Any attention to Moss this time of year? He's already a guy who's seen the biggest crowd of the last year. Is he someone I'm losing? He's talking about. He's kind of laser focused on what he has to do. 
Yeah, I, I don't think Miles worry about that. He's not that type of player, that type of young man. His focus is what can he do to help this team and everything else to take care of itself. So Miles knows that he has an opportunity. All right, but you know, at the end of the day, if you don't go out and play at a high level, you know, you may not get that. But I think he's focused in on getting his body in shape. He's focused in on how he can help our team and the expectation that we have from a D-line. Uh, that's kind of been his focus. What do you think are going to be some of the differences between Coach Goodwin and Coach Vettel? <laughs> that's a loaded question. Uh, it's a lot of differences. Uh, you know, I think I think Wes is just going to be who he is. And, um, you know, Wes is, I think, going into this, this uh, spring, we as a staff decided to slow down the installs uh, really to help our guys um, you know coach V you see, he, he is a energetic fiery guy you know that's not West personality and, but at the end of the day they both love the game of football and they love they love you know calling defenses and all those things so I don't think from that perspective you won't see any changes He's a younger guy in the grand scheme of coaching, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that speaks to a guy that has a great talent and has been able to progress so quickly. Right. So, for someone that's on the outside, can you describe what exactly that looks like? What's allowed him to progress so quickly? Oh, he's smart. Super smart. He's been around great coaches, great defensive minds. You know, he does a good job of just uh, just simplifying things, understanding football, understanding defenses, and I think that's helped with his progression. And, and and kids, our players can relate to that. They relate to him. He's a he's a you know great person, and, uh, and we're excited to have Wes and to be a part of what we're trying to do defensively. And, and having Wes and Mickey lead us, I'm excited for that. Speaking of that, so in the bowl game, everybody's got a new role. You're up in the box. Yeah. Wes is down on the field. When the bowl game was over, and yeah. the defense had played so well. What was the, the, the thought? Like, how did you guys grade yourselves? And did you yeah. go, wow, that that was as good as could be expected? Or? Well. Um, we were excited, first of all, happy to get the win. Uh, you know, we we heard all the naysayers and, and, and all the stuff, you know, Clemson defense left, you know, Coach V left and all that. But, you know, we wanted to go out and prove that, you know, we could, we could our guys still can play at a high level. And uh, we were excited. We were excited about what our players were able to do and how we came together as a unit defensively and held everything together. And so, um, that, that's the confidence that we have, and we we want to be great. We want to be great as coaches. We want to be great uh, defensively. Uh, Coach V has set the standard here at Clemson, the defense, and we want to continue with that standard defensively. What, what do you think about that when people say Venables is gone, this defense isn't going to be as good? Like, what do you personally feel? Uh, it don't bother me, you know. I, you know, I played defense a long time. I've had many defensive coordinators. The standard is the standard. Uh, for a long time, Clemson defense has always been strong, and uh, so I don't. It doesn't bother me, man. I think at the end of the day, we got a, we got a job to do, you know, and we're going to do that. And so, but the, the standard is the standard. Give us an idea how freakishly talented defensive line is. Give an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, they across.
across the board. We got about seven, eight guys that, you know, you think about Murphy, KJ, Brzee, TD, all of them, they're all, and we're, we're deep, we're three deep. And, uh, you know, Coach Sweeney views the, 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 he views the, uh, uh, to deal with, you know, trying to compare the 14 D-line. Um, and, you know, we're very close to that. You know, obviously we got to go out and play, but this is a this is a very talented group. And, uh, but there's a high expectation in that. That's the, expect- the expectation has always been there, you know. And, you know, now our guys just got to, we got to go out and play. You know, don't read all the clippings, people telling you how great you are. I mean, just lock in and go out and execute, play at a high level, be dominant, and, and let everything else take care of itself. But this is a very talented group. What step do you think Miles will take this season? What step? Uh, I think he, you know, he'll be a double-digit guy, sack-wise. I think, you know, he's proven that he has all the ability to be able to do that. Now it's just a matter of going out and finish, like I said earlier. He's got to finish those those opportunities, finish those sacks. But um, I expect Miles Murphy just to be dominant. You, you mentioned uh, Greg and Kevin towards your number, your five, fifth, and sixth defensive ends back yep. in the spring. How much confidence do you have in those guys? You have to come down the field and play some snaps. Yeah, I'm very confident now coming out of spring practice uh, that they can go in and execute. You know, uh, as we start fall practice, we'll get more reps. They'll get more reps with the first team. And, you know, I feel good. I feel good, man. I I, I left uh, when I think about Greg. I think about, you know, both of those guys were former linebackers that moved to the end. And to be able to buy into what the defensive end position looks like, um, it's, it's been really good. So I have full confidence that they can go out and play. Going back to West for a minute, I've heard some stories about him and his, his brain. Is there a West story that game planning or during sometimes he's just kind of surprised you with like how did he know that or how yeah. do you remember that? Is there a West story that you would like to tell? I wish I had one, man. All I know is if, if you know, Coach V would ask West about, hey, something happened in 2014 or 15 or, or even 13. And West can, I'm telling you, he could find the clip right then uh, and pull it up. And, and, and Or he can just state exactly what happened. So I'm always... Uh, not surprised cause I've been around West a little bit, but at that moment, sometimes it just shocked me that you know, I can barely remember last week. And this guy goes back, he can remember 2012, 13. It's unbelievable. Uh, but I don't, I don't have many West stories. I really don't. Just, yeah, I will. I will get some. It's very unique. It's very unique, man. Um, it blows my mind because I'm like, how do you, how are you able to do that? But it's, uh, you know, you find guys like that, and Wes is one. He's unbelievable, man. He he is uh, super smart, like I said. Um, you know, we had a position. Co- I had a position coach that Wes used to work for uh, in Ellis Johnson, and uh, so Wes and I have stories stories about Ellis uh, that we constantly talk about, but. Um, Coach Johnson would talk about Wes as, as a super smart guy. I say, hey, whatever Wes says, you better believe in him. And so I'm always, I keep that in the back of my mind when I think about Wes. 
we've talked over the past about getting plays in faster. Yeah. Does that help Wes standing there on the sideline being able to say, okay, they've come out with two tights yeah. and a back offset, so I know what's coming. Yeah. And, and can get a play in quicker. Right. Well, I, I think it does. You know, we, we, it's a lot of information that happens. You know, trying to process what's personnel, what's down the distance, who's in the game. You know, all those things. And, I think it does. I think it, it helps with for him, and he can better probably answer that for you, but um, I think for him, just getting all that information and processing it, uh, it helps him in that, in that, in that regard. And, and being up top, you know, Mickey and I, are, we're looking at things as well. Uh, I don't know if, it, you know, I'm talking to, to the D-line guy, and Mickey's talking to Wes, and it's just a lot going on, man, a lot of communication. Uh, but those guys do a great job of that. Yes, sir. Is it hard to believe that he's now the old man among coaches in the ACC, the longest tenure? Well, uh, yeah, I got a 30 year, 30 plus year history with Coach Sweeney, and uh, man, it's been. I, I, I tell you this: the first time I walked into his meeting, we were in a staff meeting, and he was talking, and, and he was just leading the charge, and I, I was taken back. I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. You know, I didn't know Dabo could do that, that type of that type of thing, but um, I'm not surprised by it at all. Uh, I saw it as a as a, a walk on. I saw his work ethic. I saw his details and all that he did, and uh, just his relationship that he had with, with his teammates. I'm not surprised at all. I've never Uh, I guess the unknown, like what gonna happen, what's gonna happen, you know, how we gonna look on the field in the bowl game, you know, we gonna get the buy-in from the players, you know, that part, the unknown of that was, was, was at the beginning, it's like okay, what's gonna happen, but. It you know after a while, man, you just you, you saw the kids, the players, they bought in and, and they they came to work, and we put out a good product, and our guys played fast, they played well, and so you know after that we wouldn't worry about it anymore. You know we didn't think about it. We're like okay, here we go, guys, let's get it done. And but you know like I said earlier, Coach V, you know he he set the standard defensively and the way our guys played and, and that standard is still there and that's what we want to as a staff that's what we want to do we want to keep that same standard I don't man you know I yeah that's uh that's for the ADs and the presidents commissioner you know I'm a football coach my job is to get my guys ready I don't I don't really worry about it you know we, we play we play Georgia Tech and that's that's kind of our focus as coaches yeah. Yeah. Hearing from him tomorrow, he's got a ton of experience. Yeah. What does he bring to this year? He brings a lot. He's KJ is very savvy. Uh, obviously, he's smart. He's a, he's a coach's son, so he knows the game. Uh, he's been around. Uh, uh, 
I love KJ. I love that, you know, he's now my leader in my group, and he's taking on that role, man, and, and uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see, you know, his progression continue to, you know, to get better and uh, and the way we're going to utilize him uh, this this fall. I'm excited to see that. So, What's it like for you watching a guy like that develop from his first year here yeah. to becoming the leader? Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for him, man, because, you know, if you think about KJ, he, you know, remember he, he decided he wanted to be redshirted. And he told Coach Sweeney, said, hey, you know, I want to I want to get redshirted, you know, and he made our decision when that happened. He made it easy for us uh, in terms of what we're going to do with KJ. And so he saw it. He, was, he had some self-awareness. He saw what he needed to do. And now, you know, you're just seeing the progression from freshman year to even last year. To me, was a breakout year. Okay, and then this season uh, is that has an opportunity to, you know, help himself in the draft. You know, be the kind of player he wants to be. So. I'm excited for him. I know he's excited. He's worked his tail off. He's he's uh, changed his body composition. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. Um, so he's doing a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, the ceiling is, is off the charts. You know, I heard someone mention him very similar to uh, uh, Gaines Adams at one point. I've heard that name mentioned. Um, but you know, the thing about Miles is he's so fast. He's just freakish. You know, explosive, long. He's 275. You know, six five, close to six six. You know, he he. Uh, a great young man. He doesn't get caught up in all the, uh, you know, all this, all the stuff that's going on with football. You know, he's just an even kill type of young man. So um, I've been around a lot of great players, uh, even the ones I was with at Alabama. And he's he's definitely on that level with a lot of those guys. I haven't gotten that far. Uh, I, I think you know our our, our 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 process has been you know since I've been the, the coaches uh, how you do during the week of, of practice. You know, obviously somebody got to run out there first, and then it's based off that. It's based on how you how you practice, how you play, things like that. So. We're gonna continue that. I do. I do. I am. I'm really excited that I have enough depth that guys can can push each other, right? And there's competition all over the place, and that's gonna help. That's gonna help our guys a lot. I think XT is kind of joking. We asked him what can you do at 255 that you can't do at 265. That you'll see. You yeah. Know he's down to that weight. I, don't know. Uh, I, would, I don't know the exact weight. I know he's not. He's not. Uh, He's not as heavy anymore. I don't know exact weight, but um, man, he's moving. He, he's bending well. He is faster. He's twitched up. Uh, very explosive. And uh, we talked about getting to that 55, uh, but I don't know his exact weight right now. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Okay. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, always fun to catch up with Clemson's assistant coaches, as we said earlier. We'll have more of these interviews next week.
Appreciate the support of our sponsors. And most of all, thanks to every one of you for hitting that play button. Really appreciate it. Cheers.